Hello, and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. Uh, today we're going to be playing a side game to Road to Pacific City. We're going to be playing Anyone Can Wear the Mask. I'm John, and uh, technically no one's running this game, but uh, since I'm here, I'll say I am playing one half of the city. Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be playing the hero in this uh, game that we're doing. Hello, my name is Harry. I'll be taking the role as the villain. And I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to be teaming up with John to play the other half of the city. All right. So uh, as uh, Jess mentioned, uh, there are three roles in this game, but there are four people at this table. So me and Jonathan are uh, kind of splitting the, the role of the city. So as the city, we play uh, basically everyone who isn't the hero or the villain. Uh, we're all the regular people um, uh, trying to live their lives, the people in danger, um, and the you know the setting. We do things like setting the scene, um, keeping lists of uh, people the hero has saved, and just kind of populating the city and making it feel lived in. Mm -hmm. So um, this is going to be the next city that the uh, the crew uh, from Road to Pacific City will be showing up in. It'll be in the the country of New America, or as they like to call it, America. If you call it America too, they get really mad. Yeah, well, uh, uh, they were a big proponent of uh, putting uh, uh, the the country back together exactly the way it was after the Directorate kind of. Uh, uh, carved everything up uh the other country said no thanks we're good uh so they've uh kind of tried to um uh recreate as much of uh the american uh uh the america they remembered uh since then so uh we decide we're gonna make like a a medium-sized city i think right jonathan sure medium medium large yeah um so uh for this city, do we want to give it like a, um, like, do we want to take the name of a, an existing city or do we want to make this like a new city, uh, something that, that was a, an area that kind of, uh, during the directoriate was destroyed and then rebuilt or, uh, or had its identity taken from it, uh, by its previous conqueror and they, they've kind of renamed themselves in the, the aftermath. What do you think? Do, I, do me and Chris have any input on this, or is this strictly between uh, the city? I mean, we'll get final... Me and Jonathan get final say, but you guys can throw out <laughs> ideas if you want. Okay. Um, All I right. think that kind of depends in that... Because, like you say, you know, they tried to make it the... Like, basically rebuild the old America. But I kind of had this feeling that after, you know, the Directoriate... The Directoriate were evil. Let's not mince words about that. But they did point out that there was a lot of shit that was really bad with the United States, the, like, you know, the Americas, before they intervened. So I kind of imagined there would be this sense of, okay, we are going to build America, but better this time. So I'm yeah. kind of of the mind that it would be, like, a, a new city with a different identity. Yeah, the idea that uh, me and Joey talked about this a little bit, and the idea that we had was, what, what if the, uh, what if New America's goal was to make the American dream a reality. Like, huh. so it's uh, a place where you can actually, with like like lots of uh, socialized medicine and socialized healthcare, mm -hmm. to, uh, where you can kind of, you know, where the state looks after you, but 
you, you earn your way uh, in the world at the same time. You know, everyone gets a fair shake of it. You work, uh, you earn money by the sweat of your brow, etc., etc. Uh, does that sound like a, a like a it works for you guys? Yeah, sounds sure. good. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, a new a new city, a city that has has built its its new identity around these principles of, of creating the real American dream. Um, so I guess the question is, how sappy of a name do we really want it to be? I mean, Liberty City sounds like a not bad name. <laughs> yeah, Liberty City works. Liberty City. I really feel like that's from something. That's from Just Grand. It's the same name of the city from Grand Theft Auto Three. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. in that instance, it's supposed to be like you know, rock stars biting satire. But here, it could be like an earnest declaration, right? Like this mm. is Liberty City, where you are free, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just that. That's just my idea. What, what do you think, Jonathan? Uh, it, it is very on the nose, um, but I, I don't dislike it. Okay. I mean, that that would be like a thing of a new America. It's just like absolutely no subtlety whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are any of the NPCs going to be from the Grand Theft Auto series? No. Good. Okay. I really don't want to have to go bowling with Nico's cousin. <laughs> yeah. No. I I I, I think it, it it's a very different. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. So, um, so Liberty City is going to be uh, broken up into four major sections that are going to mm. be the four uh, suits. Um, so, so what four sections of the city are? Oh man. Okay. So, if this city is like designed to represent the ideal American dream. I, kinda, I, feel, I feel like it have to be something of like the the hard like the hardworking American people, because I feel like New America is kind of disillusioned with the idea of like mythifying the founding fathers again, because mm -hmm. look where it got them last time. Hmm. So I feel like it would be this very like like a salt like a city out of like a Bruce Springsteen album, basically. <laughs> hmm. Oh, they put a skeleton on top of the old DQ. I feel like the suburbs has to be a place. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Yeah, suburbs mm. with like a high school that has like a football stadium in it and all that stuff. Baseball diamond mm. somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's so... got to be like an industrial area with like a factory, you know? Yeah. Okay. This is a We're steel all... town where steel is still actually a thing they make in this country. Yes. Yep. Blue collar district. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Um, um, all right. So how about we make parts the suburb? That sounds good. Yeah. And then what? Diamonds is the industrial district. Works for me. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, what about like, uh, so could a building be considered a district like City Hall, for example? Um, yeah. Maybe I not not city hall but maybe like downtown mm. yeah downtown sounds good like more of a you know commercial uh slightly more upscale area than the rest of the city yeah, place yeah i kind of like the idea stuff. of it being uh like centered around a government building right like the whole yeah the almost like fetishization of the rule of law uh mm. in, in the american mythos i think totally. uh, that's how it's represented here 
that was probably one of the first buildings in the city, and like the rest of the city kind of branched out and expanded from there. Yeah. It's got Greco-Roman columns. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those oh. old law buildings that was built like actually back in the 1700s and like stuff yeah. survived. And they're like, ah, yes, there it is, the symbol. Yeah, they pressure wash the building at least once a year to ensure that it's like white almost all year round. <laughs> yeah, the ghost uh, of old America. Mm. Okay, and and spades. What's our what's our last district? Ah. Uh. We've got commercial, industrial, and residential. Uh, it could be, like, this is taking place in, like, the, the kind of the southeast. It could be something like a <coughs> nature area, like a swamp or something mm. like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, a park. A uh, park. Park. Mm. Okay. I mean, in, in the sense of, like, a national park. It doesn't have to be, like, a nice place with a lawn. It could literally just be, like, a swamp. But it's, like, it's an area of land that's reserved for the people. I think that is also a very, like, American ideal. Yes. Yeah. Definitely got to still have the national park system. Yeah. yeah. The, a lot of people in town go there for, you know, hikes to take in the beauty of this country firsthand, mm -hmm. as our founding fathers once did, before they took it from the First Nations. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, that's our, our four... Uh, uh, our four zone... Um, all right, so that's the the city's basic skeleton done. Cool. Uh, so now uh, the hero. Oof. Okay. So how are we doing this for the hero exactly? All right. So uh, as the hero, uh, Chris, you need to answer the following question: mm. How powerful are you? Are you a street level vigilante, a friendly neighborhood hero, gifted with great power, or a living god? Um, I'm going to go with gifted with great power. If this is a city where new America, you know, they want to sort of retake kind of, or, you know, they want to create America as it was in the old days, strong enough to hold that ideal, but not so powerful that he could change the status quo in the, you know, the disparate areas of the United States as a whole. Like, yeah. he's good for helping out this part of the country, but not the entire part, uh, not all of what was the United States. Okay, all right. Uh, where do your powers come from? Science, um, magic, technology, ancestry, who even knows powers, what powers? Mm, uh, that's a good question. What do you guys think is a good idea for this? Um, well, if we want to embrace the idea of the working man hero, you could be like, uh, like, uh, like a sort of, um, like a inventor type, like, hmm. like be real gadgety. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of imagine something like in my head is like, you guys know the, the Titans from Titanfall, how they're like big chunky robots that are surprisingly like athletic and graceful. Yeah, I, I kind of imagined like something like that, but like chunkier, like real kind of heavy. Maybe he's got like you know big boxy steel arms. Yeah, but yeah. yeah like, I, I got an idea. Um, so we're going for like you know Amer like the idea of America as it was, like a recreation of that, right? Yeah, um, or like better than that, you know, improve. I mean, yeah, America as it should be, I believe. As it should be. Like, and I think, like, one of an invention that is very sort of America and, like, they want, they see themselves as pioneers and that type of stuff. And there was one invention that was really, really good at bringing America together the train. 
What if this guy pilots a mech that can turn into a train? Sorry, what? Like, do do you mean like where where do the tracks come in? Um, uh, he uh the tracks uh basically he doesn't really need tracks. Like this thing, like the bus. Yeah, but it's a train. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I like that idea. It's like a transforming mech, but it's got like it's basically a transformer, but instead of being yeah. modeled after like an automobile, it's modeled after a steam engine. Yeah, it's exactly. So it's like steam powered, uh, steam power armor, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and... maybe not even like steam powered, but like steam flavored. Like the actual power source mm -hmm. is something like you know a bit more strong, but like yeah. every time it throws like a big haymaker, like it releases a bunch of steam out of vents and stuff like that. I mean, even and of if course, you, like, got the whistle. Uh, like a n nuclear engine is technically a steam engine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like it, it, it's still all like pressure and pipes, but it's instead of using coal, it uses a nuclear power source. Yeah. yeah. Um, that combines the two like... great American things: uh, the train and splitting the atom. <laughs> yup. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh my god, we have a hero who pilots a nuclear train. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the next question is, what exactly can you do? Which oh, I can't think... you do? <laughs> so, I, okay. I, I guess my question is, is, how big is this train armor? Um, the, it, it basically the size of the... Or it can turn into the size of the front engine, like the front car of a steam engine. So, you know, it's decently pretty big. So we're talking like a like at least a couple stories tall when it's standing up or uh yeah, like I'm thinking about two, two and a half stories tall when it's uh in, you know, uh bipedal humanoid mode. Okay. Alright. And um uh the the next question is um where what what your which district are you um uh sorry uh, what is your character's strong suit? Are you um, the hand of the people, protecting them so they can thrive? Uh, are you an icon uh, that they can look up to? Uh, are you uh, the smiling face, a friend to those who need it? Or are you uh, the Dark Knight that avenges injustice as they suffer? I'm the icon that people can look up to because he is basically the symbol of the working class, in a sense. Okay, so you are, uh, so your strong suit is diamonds, and the area you are best in is the industrial district, which I think makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> nice. All right, and so now that we've we've defined our hero, we should give him a name. What what is this hero's name? I want to say it's like some sort of pun off of John Henry, but I'm not I, sure I was how. I'm just going to make that joke. <laughs> um, I mean, the steel driving man. Yeah. <laughs> we already established this is a steel town. Um, I'm looking for the names of trains, like famous names. I'm seeing things like 20th Century Limited, uh, Orient Express, uh, Bullet Train. Like I'm Snow trying to think of, you know, sorry, Snow Snowpiercer. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of like. I'm thinking of trying to think of a hero name that could also be like the name of a train, maybe. I mean, you could also just go with Steam. Like, mm. nice, quick, kind of precise. Um, Steam Driver? Mm. I actually sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay. 
All right, so the hero. I mean, you could even have like a special move that is called the Steam Driver. Hmm. Um, he can do so... a couple different things, including like, um, to create like cover. He can suddenly create like an enormous burst of steam that fogs up the area completely. Uh, he also has on one arm. Uh, basically, it's like an arm-mounted crossbow that fires railroad spikes. Terrifying. And, yeah, I'm thinking that he also has, like, well, you know, in this, uh, like, basically he can exhaust, uh, his engine, uh, through a port on his other arm, which serves as kind of, like, almost like a flamethrower, but instead of venting nuclear heat, he just, uh, vents raw heat, uh, instead. So basically, yeah, this mech does have a number of functions, but almost all of them are train-related. Yeah. All right. So, so Steam Driver uh, of Liberty City. So our villain is not going to be shown in uh, their true form. Mm. Uh, for now, they will uh, remain a mystery until uh, Downfall, which is a mechanic in the game. Uh, mm. But... Uh, for the uh, for the villain, uh, you should uh, create uh, different kinds of threats labeled uh, between two and ten, uh, so that you know uh, so that when cards are drawn, uh, you'll know what kind of uh, threat is going to show up. All right. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't have like a solid like I kind like the thing is is that I would uh, I'm not sure what direction the villain's going to go in. So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what is... Well, the, uh, the, the, the threats, uh, the 2 to 10 threats don't necessarily have to be all related to the villain. They can just be things that happen that, that, that Steam Driver will have to deal with over the course of the game. When, you know, when bad things happen, uh, you know, Steam Driver has to, um, uh, has to deal with them. Alright. Um, so basically... Um, how this is going to work is we're going to, uh, draw cards and, um, uh, and, uh, each card basically will describe a different type of scene. Um, uh, the, uh, so as, as this happens, uh, we'll, uh, kind of start creating a map of the city of places and, um, and, uh, people who live there. Uh, you know, uh, basically creating a a, a a a mental space for for the city. Um, as the hero, um, Chris will need to uh, keep track of uh, people uh, who you've saved, um, uh, allies and enemies that you you have met, and uh, people you weren't able to save. Oof. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then there are rules for like stuff like running out of deck, but we we don't uh, deal with that quite. All right, so uh, we are ready to get started. If all right, um, okay. So one last thing, I, I an idea that the last idea me and Joey came up with when we were just talking out the idea of this territory was the idea that if everyone's like if it's all about being a working man, then being a superhero should be like a job, like uh, like kind of like in My Hero Academia, mm. like it's a profession. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that work with everyone? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Alright, so uh, it's time to start play. Uh, so, Hero, you, you should... Uh, so, on this map, this 
word map that we're making for the the city. Um, you need to. Wh- where do you live? What's your home base look like? Uh, hmm. For Steam Driver, uh, I'm guessing uh, his home base is uh, the train yard. Okay. Uh, One place that... they look. So, so yeah. is that where he lives, or is that just where he keeps the suit when he's not using? That's where he keeps the suit where he's not using it. Okay, but where where do you live? Where he lives, I'm gonna guess that he lives. Uh, it yeah. Uh, there are some residential houses in the industrial district where, you know, a lot of workers live because it's close to the job and it's relatively cheap, even though it's low quality. And that's where he stays. All right. Okay. So uh, so you uh, so uh, what what is still Steam Driver's uh actual name? What what what's his name? Um, I want it to be, like, something real, uh, like, uh, you know, the, like, you guys were saying John Henry, like, you know, something real salt of the earth, real, you know, sort of American working man type thing. Mm. Henry Johns. Mm. John Samson. I like that. John Samson. All right. So in the industrial district is John Samson's home. Okay. All right. So we flip the first card, and it is the Nine of Clubs, which means that this is an adventure taking place downtown. So, uh, okay, so down, so Jonathan, uh, what is the, the opening scene for, for, for this? We're downtown, but where downtown? I think this has got to start on the steps of City Hall, the, the beating heart of Liberty City. All right, so we are uh, at City Hall, um, downtown, um, um, and, and uh, is it uh, Steam Driver we see, or do you, or, or, or is it John Sampson? Uh, let's say John Sampson. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. All right, so, uh, so I, I guess, uh, so John Sampson, what, what are you doing? Um, uh, her, down. Uh, so he's in the heart of the city right now, huh? Downtown? Yep. Uh, okay. Um, I think he would... He doesn't really go there for pleasure, so this would be more of a business thing. I imagine that John would be down there, um... Uh, because, uh, he is the foreman at, a, at his local steel mill back in the industrial district. And he is there to, uh, talk to... Uh, somebody in town council about, um, yeah, uh, I'm guessing that maybe there is a villain who wants to shut down the steel mill and uh, basically outsource a bunch of jobs, which would uh, put a lot of good men out of work. Okay, so, uh, so, um, all right, so you're outside the steps, um, and you are meeting with a um, city councilor uh, Brooke Lawson. Okay. Um, and uh, she says, well, uh, so is it known that that uh, you're, uh, that it is uh, this a secret identity or is this a, um, or, or is it public that, uh, um, uh, that, uh, John you know, Samson John is Samson. Yeah, is John yeah. Is that a, feel, like a known fact, or is that a secret? I feel like John Sampson would be 
honest enough that uh, he would put his name out there. Um, I think that he would want people to know that uh, Steam Driver is a name that they can trust, and he would put his name out there. Okay, yeah. So, um, so Brookes says, "Well, uh, Steam Driver, uh, like Mr. Sanson, I I know you've done great work for the community as Steam Driver." Um, and you know, the, the, the steel mill is part of the, the heart and soul of this, this community. Um, I will definitely, uh, work to file an injunction against the, uh, the purchasing and closing of the steel mill. Uh, and then, uh, Harry, what, what, what danger is happening here? Um, some kids have gotten in over their head. So I'm imagining that much like in, you know, Pacific City in Cascadia, there are still remnants of, like, old technology that was used by the Directoriate. And occasionally, sometimes, things happen. And somebody stumbles across this technology and maybe accidentally wakes it up or fans out at some sort of interesting device and takes it on a joyride. So, yes, the kids have gotten in over their head. So a bunch of rambunctious youngsters have accidentally found an old piece of Directoriate technology and have woken it up and are now joyriding it slash, you know, stuck on it while it basically does its thing. Mm. I'm imagining something like a, either like a low-flying glider or some sort of, like, robotic suit that has sort of taken them for a ride. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so, uh, since, um, uh, uh, drivers, uh, is in the um, is in downtown. There's not a lot of room to move around. It's not great for his train. Uh, he's at a uh, he only rolls one die. Uh, oh boy! For for this. So, so what do I have to roll? Uh, you don't roll. Harry roll. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Uh, he got a four. All right. So on a four, you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great um, moment of heroism do you achieve, Chris? Um, I will say that, um, yeah, John, uh, is, yeah, a simple man who finds simple solutions for complex problems. Uh, basically, if this, uh, glider is flying about downtown, uh, he's gonna cut the meeting short, run out of the building, uh, run up uh, the steps of a department store that this glider is sort of making circles around or just in its patterns it's weaving through. This is a building that it seems to be like going around a lot. He's going to go up to the top floor onto the roof. He's going to wait till the glider uh, comes by and he's going to jump onto it, going to pull himself into the cockpit and he's going to find a way to land this thing safely because he is experienced with uh, high-tech engines and uh, vehicles that move about at high speeds. Mm. All right. Sorry, good question. Is um, John the secret identity? Like, is it a secret? I, I missed, uh, didn't hear the secret identity bit. Is it a secret identity? Is he doing this just in his civilian mode? Yep. Uh, uh, he is not a secret identity. Uh, basically, everybody knows that John Sampson is a steam driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, you successfully saved these kids. Uh, what What are the kids' names, Harry? Uh, I'm going to go with, let's say, one of them is Mark, Julie, and uh, let's go Dylan. with the class. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan works. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Chris, note down that you have saved uh, Mark, Julie, and Dylan from the oh. uh, from the glider. And uh, I will put aside that uh, uh, that nine of clubs uh, for next time. Yeah. Fucking Dylan was live streaming the whole thing. What's All poppin'? Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So next card is the seven of clubs. So we're still in, still downtown. So, uh, Jonathan, do you think this is the same day, later day, some other time? Well, I mean, hmm. I think saving kids from a glider is uh, uh, probably drew a lot of news attention, definitely interrupted the meeting. So uh, I'm going to say uh, next week, trying to have the same meeting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're, we're back outside City Hall. Yeah. Uh, uh, so um, uh, let's see. So uh, it, uh, it, are you meeting with Brooke Lawson again or are you meeting with a different counselor, you think? Same person. I like the idea that if something interrupts us again, it's going to be with the same person for the exact same reason. Yeah. All right. So, so, uh, so Brooke's saying, well, you know, uh, we, I, I tried to, to, to move things along without you there, but uh, I, I really need to make sure that you're, you're, you know, coming in to, to help out, uh, to, to, to plead your case this time. Uh, I mean, I know you had to, to go save those kids, but. Uh, I, I really need you in there. Uh, and then what happened, Terry? Uh, day job problems. Something's happening at the factory that needs your immediate attention. Okay. Is there anything that they can tell me about over the phone? Yeah, some guys have shown up and, uh, basically saying something about how, well, they basically already own this already, so, you know, pack your stuff and get the hell out. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Miss Lawson. My boys need me. And I'm just gonna start running. <laughs> you don't... <laughs> don't even take public transit, just run. Yup, um... He doesn't need public transit. He is public transit. Yeah, um, yeah, like, uh, John Sampson is almost a train unto himself. <laughs> uh, he, he's a big, uh, tall guy who barely fit into a suit, so he just tosses the suit jacket aside to the wind and just starts running and uh god help anything that's dumb enough to stay in his path just does the yakuza thing where he like somehow grabs the corner of the suit jacket and pulls off like the suit the tie the jacket the tie and his shirt in one fluid motion <laughs> yep revealing uh-huh. uh uh yeah uh working man's pants and a tank top okay uh well uh you're you're still not really in your element here, so uh, Harry, you're, nope. you you get to roll nope. one die. Uh, that is a two. All right. Um, uh, so Harry, do you actually want to read the the results on the table? Or yes. Technically, it's your job. All right. Uh, so you manage to stop the threat, but it's messy. How do you stop the threat? What goes wrong along the way? Either take an injury or cause collateral damage. Um. Okay. Uh, I will say that. Um. Along the way, um, basically, there is a another incident that almost happens. Like, you know how when Spider-Man's trying to get from point A to point B, something happens along the way that slows him down? Uh, yeah, I will say that um, basically there is almost a car accident. Uh, or, no, there is a car accident. Someone's pinned under a car. But, uh, yeah, basically... Uh, 
John is able to um, basically get the car off this person by uh, lifting it up enough so that they can crawl out, but at the same time, you know, burning wreck and stuff. And so as a result, he uh, takes a couple of burns and uh, a few minor injuries before having to uh, complete the, tr uh, the run over to the steel mill. Alright, and so I just make note of the injury that he received, John, is that correct? Uh, so, so yeah, are you taking, so you took an injury then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you just, uh, will, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, here, you mark down that, uh, injury, um, and I don't think you, you quite successfully save someone, like, you, you, mm. you solve the problem, but there's no one you actually save, save this time. Mm. Yes. Unless you want to, like, count coming to the assistance of one of um, his workers. Mm. Yeah. Alright. So, uh, next card is... Ooh. Three of Spades. Uh, so that's going to be uh, out in the National Park area. Uh, what, what do we think this looks like? Jonathan? Um, hmm... So we kind of decided the National Park is like a swampy kind of wetland. I think it's a popular destination for people, but people get stuck out there all the time. They get caught in bad weather. Who better to give a public demonstration of uh, proper park safety procedures than local hero, John Sampson? Yeah! He's going to get out there with his spades and his short pants and show all these kids how to do proper no-trace camping while also not getting, I don't know, trench foot or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, like, the, the campgrounds in the National Park, right? Sure. I, I'm just trying to, to, to build out some location here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like to think that John Sampson is so old-fashioned. He talks and acts like, you know, one of those actors from commercials back in the, you know, the 50s and the 60s, you know, and no one is half the battle, kids. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, so, uh, let's see. Who, who's here? Yonathan, you want to add an NPC to the scene? Someone uh, interacting with John? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So along with John is a, a local representative from the, um, the parks department, like an actual ranger. Cool. She's cool. the one who like drove all the kids out here, organized all the stuff. Okay. Awesome. So uh, what's, uh, what's up with that? Let's see if we can find a name for her. How about Eve Wash? Does that sound like a good name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eve. All okay, right. So yeah. now do we draw another card or? Uh, no. Uh, so uh, what what's going wrong at, at, at the three of spades, Harry? Uh, well, originally I was going to say hurricane, but I think it would make more sense <laughs> if it was sudden inclement weather of some sort. So a storm front has moved in, bringing with it, you know, those coastal winds and rains, which mm. is really, and this is a camping trip. This was not something that was kind of planned for. This weather system is freak out of the blue. Mm. Okay, so uh, do we draw another card? Uh, no, you need to, we need to resolve this. So oh uh, once again, you're way out of your element. You're, you're nowhere near your train seat. Um, yeah. Why does this always happen when I don't have the train? Why didn't I bring it out here? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Harry, uh, you can roll, uh, roll one die. All right. Uh, no, uh, well, or actually, I think you, is it a minimum one die? 
No, you roll two dice and take the lower of the two because he's injured. Oh. Uh, Alright, well, the lowest one is still a five. So, all right. rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? Okay. Uh, um, so, what is the environmental hazard that's occurring? Uh, severe inclement weather. Okay. Um, I'm going to say because of a humongous downpour of rain that basically it's causing, like, flash floods and stuff like that. So, John, in a moment of inspiration, uh, basically gets a, an axe and in view of the kids, he chops a tree down to divert the uh, oncoming flood that's threatening to cause a landslide. Very nice. As a result, uh, the kids have enough time to get to high ground. All right. Uh... So, so, uh, what what are the names of these kids that you saved? Oh, how many kids are there? Eh. Why don't you name <laughs> one in particular who who may, maybe you had to go back and like you had to personally like pull someone out of danger? Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, I went back down the slope, uh, tying a rope to the tree at the top of the hill. Basically, uh, yeah, swam out into the middle of the flood to grab. Um, hmm. Uh. I'm gonna go with Ricky, little Ricky. Uh, basically, I grabbed him, uh, swam my way back, grabbed the the rope that uh, Ranger washed through to me, and basically pulled myself back up to the hill. All right, yeah. So make sure to note down uh, little Ricky as your as someone you you saved in your journal. Cool. Man, I'm just all about saving these kids. Yeah, it's good PR. Yep. All right. You're beloved for a reason. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So we pulled the three of diamond. So this is taking place in the industrial district. Finally, your train is here. Oh, fucking finally. Uh, So um, I think we've already seen the the steel mill previously where, uh, uh, where John's a, a, a foreman, um, uh, what what other uh, you know what I I think that this is um, maybe maybe we see uh, a steam driver doing a patrol through the empty warehouse district. Uh, it's a mandatory um, part of any um, uh, of any town these days. You know you have to have mm. a place uh, that is an empty warehouse district. Yep. <laughs> you gotta have those to... vacant lots open for when people are buying. There's just something about villains and criminals congregating in the empty warehouse district. All right. Uh, so do we go with the same result, John, or do I, like, shift up and down since we saw what the last one was? Oh, no, it's the same result, just in a different place. So. All right. Well, uh, same result still happens. It's uh, inclement weather. This time I'm going to say that that rainstorm that happened a while ago, that was kind of a portent. Uh, it has now become, like, a full-on hurricane in the area and as such you are patrolling the empty warehouse things because if one of these suddenly like you know gets caught by the wind and is picked up by these high winds um that can do a lot of damage all right so all right so you are in your element you've got your suit on um and you are ready to go Uh, you still are injured though so Mm, because I like to think it's not even because of uh, earlier. It's the fact that John has to deal with just so much shit outside of the suit 
that this is from an entirely unrelated other incident that happened earlier that day. Oh yeah, he's exhausted. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so despite being in, in your your element, you're only rolling two dice for this one, which is still better okay. than any roll you've had before. All right. Uh, well, this time he rolls a six. Uh, you push past your limits and become something greater than yourself. How do you inspire the people? Recover one injury or take a point of inspiration? Hmm. Um. I'm gonna. Rec- um. I'm gonna take a point of inspiration. Okay. And just double check. What is the threat that's facing us right now? Uh, you're in a hurricane. In a hurricane. Okay. Um. Oh no! A hurricane's it... gonna wipe out the empty warehouse district. <laughs> Mm. I mean, yeah, you laugh, but all those warehouses, like, are still made of stuff, and that stuff moving at hurricane force winds is really dangerous. Yeah, uh... Uh, I guess, uh, he is going to use the railroad launcher... No, the, uh, the railroad spike launcher on his arm to literally just, uh... Well, using his nuclear engine, he's going to race through the warehouse district at high speeds and use his launcher to literally nail everything down as much as possible so that (laughs) as few items can fly off into the hurricane. All right. Yeah. Uh, You you, you prove an inspiration. You don't save anyone in particular, but you save a lot Mm of... You you help prevent a lot of collateral damage. Yep. All right. Next card... It's an eight of diamonds, so we're still in the industrial district. Uh, yes. Jonathan, uh, wh- where do you think this takes place? Uh, I think this takes place at the factory, where, uh, like, at the the steel mill, where John is a foreman. Hmm. I want to say that there's been a bit of a breakdown in communication uh, between John and his workers, and they're mighty upset about some. Uh, extra wages that they thought they were going to get paid uh, for working a, uh, a, a holiday. Yeah. So, uh, uh, who, who, who's spearheading this? What, what, um, is there, uh... Yeah, absolutely. All these workers, you know, they're, they're generally pretty, like, happy. They work, their boss is a local celebrity, you know, like, they, they get massive kudos just by having this job. Um, but there's this one guy, this one like real pig-headed dude who just mm. doesn't give a shit about your credentials or about all the headlines with your names and faces on them. He wants what, what's his and he's willing to fight for it no matter what. Um, I mean, honestly, that sounds like a really good union steward. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, maybe. Uh, so, um, yeah. So uh, his name, people around town call him Fighting Tom because he's always fighting about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so so Fighting Tom is the is the union rep for for your worker. Cool. So um, yeah. So so well, how how are you trying to uh, pacify Fighting Tom? Well, um, I would say that uh, John. Yeah, he does pay you know uh, his workers bonuses and stuff. Like he absolutely agrees with union reps and stuff because he's all—he's a working class man who's all about the people. So, uh, if anything, like he would definitely have wanted to pay them uh, what's theirs. And the fact that this hasn't gone on means that this was the fault of somebody other than him, and something fishy is going on. 
So he's going to try and ask around, start digging through, uh, you know, records and financial data and see, like, why they haven't gotten their pay yet. All right. So you're doing that. And then what happened, Terry? Rail Baron challenges you to a fight. Mm. <laughs> Rail Baron is the closest thing you would have to a, like, self-described rival in that he has built a similar set of armor to you. Uh, but his is all, like, electric trains, and mm. he sees you as, like, a rival that he must defeat. Even though I imagine for you, you think this is kind of childish, this mm. is, like, his dream. And so every so often, he will just show up and demand you fight him. Right. So, <laughs> so you're, you're, like, going through your office looking for this paperwork, and then suddenly mm. outside you hear, STEAM! COME OUT HERE AND FIGHT! Oh, what now of all days? Dang it. Uh, yeah, so, um, I basically put the financial stuff on hold and I go out to deal with this asshole. <laughs> all, right. all right. Uh, so this is, uh, you are in your element. You are uninjured. Uh, this is going, no, you are still injured. Yeah, you're still uh, point well... of inspiration instead. Yep. So you can choose to use that inspiration now to get an extra die, or you can just roll with two dice. Um, I feel like this guy isn't worth the inspiration. I'm going to save that for whatever else I might have to deal with soon, and I'm just going to go after this asshole. All right, All right. Uh So we're on two dice. You get a four. You rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? Okay. Um, so I go out in the suit. Uh, basically, I just um, effortlessly whoop his ass, more or less. Uh, just, you know, dismantle the machine he's piloting. And I'm guessing that he... Well, uh, as I'm doing so, um, basically, uh, he's taunting me and stuff, but then he accidentally let something slip, and I realized that he was the one who basically, like, got... Uh, he planted a mole in my staff to try and fiddle with the financial records and stuff in an attempt to, like, take down my company from the inside. Yes. I discredit you. Exactly. I, first I will take his company, and then I will take his honor. Yeah. <laughs> first I break his spirit, then I break his train! Yeah. Alright. Um, so, do you feel like you, 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 like, there was any, like, you saved anyone from, like, mortal danger, like, during the fight... Or was this like a pretty like one-on-one? -on -one, you square off and nobody else gets in the way, kind of thing. Uh, I would say that there's a tense moment after I realize this. I call him out on it. He admits to it, you know, in that cocky way that he does. But uh, then to you know, because I've ruined his attempt at that, uh, he's gonna try and like you know attack a nearby building where a bunch of the workers are huddled together. But I stop it from collapsing. Uh, before getting everybody out of there, then I get out of the wreck of the warehouse and take them down once and for all. Okay. Uh, you you want to put a name to some of the people you saved? Fighting Tom, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Classic. And not Fighting Tom, Fighting Tom. Uh, Fighting Tom, um, Bruce, and, um, Larry. Okay. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to be the five of clubs. So we're back downtown. I don't want to keep using the uh, 
City Hall? Yeah, no, no, no. We got we got to flesh this place out a little bit more. City Hall important. Not that important. I, yeah. I thought it was just funny to have the same like thing happen twice in a row. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So downtown is the center of government, but it's also the center of commerce, right? Like the in, in industrial areas where things are manufactured. It's where like you know lumber and stuff is shipped into and out of the town or steel in this case, but. Uh, you know, the downtown's also got, like, shopping malls, it's got general stores, it's got, like, it's the place where regular people go to buy their groceries. Yeah, I, I think that there's, like, a lot of, like, little mom-and-pop stores in this town. Mm -hmm. uh, like, a lot of, you know, local business, local economy kind of deal. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, is there, maybe it's, uh, like, a, a local little diner that, uh... Oh, love it. Yeah, that, that, uh, John is, like, uh, like between like uh during uh, a, a break uh before he has to go uh like fight for the rights of his co company uh, at city hall he's like in here for for a lunch maybe yeah um i'm gonna say like um a stack of flapjacks so tall it's like something out of looney tunes mm -hmm. it could also be that he has gone downtown to start checking um records in order to try and suss out who this mole is that Rail Baron had placed in his company. Mm. Sure, but also the Flapjacks. Yes, of course. Flapjacks cannot be uh, understated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I'd say that this is a place that, that, that John like comes to pretty often, right? Yeah. Alright, so, um, so uh, you know the waiter here. He, he's a uh, He's a good kid. His his parents own the diner. His uh, name's Robbie uh, Eason. Um, uh, and he says, uh, Hey, John, uh, I, I brought you some extra syrup for your for flapjacks. Oh, Robbie, you know just how I like them. Yeah, um, that's uh, good, good, good to see you in, uh, uh, back here. You've been so busy lately uh, with all of the uh, <laughs> with all the trains uh, fighting and stuff. Yep, uh, I gotta say, it's uh, been keeping me busy. <laughs> Having problems literally every day. Literally. Uh, and yeah, like, I wince a bit as I roll my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in the middle of this conversation, Harry, what happens? Red Scare attacks. So, Red Scare... Red Scare is not the actual name of this villain. Uh, his actual name that he wants to be called is Liberator. Uh, uh -huh. But his whole shtick is that he constantly is against the sort of socialized medicine aspects that New America has input. Um, a lot of the, like, you know, the welfare state that they've sort of done. Because he believes that it is causing people to become more dependent on the government and that by removing health insurance companies, you have removed their people's will to choose their health care. Uh, so people call him the Red Scare because it, it absolutely pisses him off. Uh-huh. Uh, needless to say, he is uh, attacking a bank. He's not actually trying to rob the bank. It's more like he is just trying to destroy the bank as a, a symbol, a form of symbolism. Of course. Um, Alright. Okay. Uh, so you are, uh, once again, out of your element, um, so that's going to be, uh, uh, unless you spend that inspiration, uh, this is going to be two dice take the lowest. Uh, I think this is a good time to spend that inspiration die. Alright, so I roll one dice, John? Uh, yep. Alright, five. Uh, you rise to the occasion and manage to save the day. What great moment of heroism do you achieve? 
Um, yeah, I'm... So, Red Scare, how, uh, like... Um, like, how would you describe him? Is Does he use a suit as well, or is he a guy with powers? Hmm. I want to say that he he doesn't have, like, an armored suit. He's not, like, Rail Baron. But by the same token, I also don't want... Actually, you know what? It totally makes sense that he has powers, and he just believes that he was preordained to get them because he's a hard worker. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so he has a pretty standard, like, energy blast suite. It does allow him, like, limited gliding by kind of shooting downwards. He can sort of shoot, enter, like, you know, force beams out of his hands, and he mostly uses them to try and smash stuff. Cool. So I don't have my suit, so I'm just going to put my fork down in the diner, suddenly looking at, like, as mad as anybody has ever seen John, and I'm going to head over. And so as he's, you know... Uh, tr- basically wrecking the bank. Uh, basically, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna challenge him, and uh, basically the two of them engage in a frantic but furious fight. And uh, towards the end, uh, as John's about to deal the final blow, you made the worst mistake a man could make. You're letting my flapjacks get soggy, and that's when I finish him off. <laughs> All right. Um. I feel like this is a situation where you definitely, like, saved someone in the bank who was, like, you know, just hanging around, uh, uh, or maybe, like, a teller or something. Does that feel right? Hey. So, why uh, don't you... Hmm? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so I'm thinking, uh, why don't you add, uh, Donna Solomon, uh, the, the bank teller, to your, um, uh, to, to your journal, Chris, as someone you saved. Cool. Uh, Donna Sullivan? Uh, Solomon. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Okay. Oh, thanks. Done. Okay. Oh, and also I just realized we never, uh, named the, um, uh, uh, the diner. Hmm. The Greasy Spoon. <laughs> the is capitalized, every letter. Yes. <laughs> and what was the name of the guy who worked there? Robbie? Yeah, Robbie. Cool. Yep. Okay, the Greasy Spoon. And John goes there literally every day because he loves him some flapjacks. Right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.